Matthew Poole's interpretation of Luke 2 is a detailed analysis that intertwines the historical context of the Roman Empire with the theological significance of Christ's birth. He begins by explaining the decree from Caesar Augustus, the first Roman emperor, to conduct a census of the entire Roman world. This event is crucial because it leads Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem, fulfilling the prophecy of Christ's birthplace. Poole provides insight into the political landscape of the time, mentioning that Herod the Great was the ruler of Judea, and that the Roman Senate had declared him king nearly four decades earlier. The purpose of the Roman census, according to Poole, was to assess the population and properties for taxation. He delves into the specifics of the decree, which he believes either focused exclusively on the Jewish population or encompassed all territories under Roman rule. A significant part of Poole's commentary is his discussion of Cyrenius, Quirinius, the governor of Syria, who was entrusted with overseeing the census. There is a historical debate regarding Quirinius's exact role and the timeline of his governorship, which Poole acknowledges. He refers to other historical sources, such as Josephus and Roman historians, to address these discrepancies. Poole staunchly defends the biblical account over these historical sources, emphasizing that the writers of the Bible were guided by an infallible spirit and thus more reliable. Poole's analysis then turns to the prophetic fulfillment of the Messiah's birth. He accentuates how the Roman census, an administrative act, was used by God to fulfill the prophecy in Micah 5, 2. Joseph and Mary, residing in Nazareth and belonging to the tribe of Judah, had to travel to Bethlehem, Judah's chief city, for the census. This divine orchestration ensured that Christ was born in Bethlehem, thus fulfilling the ancient prophecies. In sum, Matthew Poole provides a rich combination of historical analysis and theological reflection. He examines the Roman political context, addresses historical debates, and affirms the divine providence evident in the fulfillment of biblical prophecy through seemingly mundane historical events. Also, Poole discusses Joseph's decision to leave Galilee and travel to Bethlehem despite his usual residence in Galilee, possibly due to fear of Herod or for trade purposes. Poole asserts that Joseph, a member of the tribe of Judah, complies with the Roman census, an act signifying his acknowledgement of the Roman Empire's authority. This journey to Bethlehem is not just a civic duty, but also a public declaration of his and Mary's lineage from the tribe of Judah and the family of David, fulfilling the prophecies about the Messiah's lineage. Poole highlights the Roman practice of enrolling women and children in the census, indicating that Mary, despite being heavily pregnant, accompanies Joseph. He interprets this as part of God's divine plan, ensuring that Christ's birthplace aligns with the prophetic declarations. This interpretation is supported by the reference to Joseph's adherence to the angel's instructions in Matthew 1 20, 24, where Joseph accepts Mary as his wife under divine guidance. Moreover, the timing of Mary's delivery is significant in Poole's commentary. He notes that the birth of Jesus coincides with their time in Bethlehem, a detail he views as more than mere coincidence. This moment, according to Poole, is a divine orchestration, ensuring that Jesus is born in the prophesied location. The phrase, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, is likened to a similar phrase in Genesis 25, 24, suggesting a fulfillment of a predetermined time. Overall, Poole's interpretation of these verses in Luke maintains the interplay of human obedience and divine planning. 
He portrays the journey to Bethlehem as a fulfillment of biblical prophecy, with Joseph and Mary's actions playing a crucial role in the unfolding of God's plan for the birth of Jesus. This commentary reflects a deep reverence for the fulfillment of prophecies and the belief in divine intervention in human affairs. Furthermore, Poole dives into the nuanced meaning of the verse, particularly focusing on the description of Jesus as Mary's firstborn son. He points out the original Greek phrasing, ton weon otis ton prototokon, which reiterates Jesus not just as Mary's firstborn, but as her son, the firstborn. This distinction is crucial in Poole's interpretation, as it repeats both the familial relationship between Mary and Jesus, and Jesus's broader cosmic significance, as mentioned in Colossians 1.15, where he is referred to as the firstborn of every creature. Poole argues that this term, firstborn, does not necessarily imply that Mary had other children. In the biblical context, even an only child is considered the firstborn. The significance of Jesus being the firstborn lies more in his preeminent position in creation and less in the specifics of his maternal family structure. In addition, Poole explores the circumstances of Jesus' birth, noting the humility of his surroundings. The lack of space in the inn leading to Jesus being laid in a manger is not depicted as an extraordinary situation, given the crowded condition of Bethlehem due to the census. Poole emphasizes that in those times and regions, it was not uncommon for people to share their lodging with animals, which contextualizes the nativity scene within the cultural and historical setting of the time. This humble birth setting serves as a profound lesson in Christian humility. Poole draws a parallel with Philippians 2, 6, 8, accentuating Jesus' self-emptying and humility. Jesus, who in divine form did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited, chose to humble himself by taking human form and being born in the most modest of circumstances. Poole interprets this as a deliberate act by Jesus, teaching Christians the value of humility and the rejection of worldly grandeur and pride. This interpretation affirms the central Christian theme of finding strength and meaning in humility and simplicity. Further, Poole provides a rich and detailed interpretation of the biblical narrative where shepherds in Bethlehem witness an angelic revelation announcing the birth of Jesus Christ. Poole begins by setting the scene in Bethlehem, known from 1 Samuel 17.15 for its sheep pastures. He notes that the shepherds were tending their flocks at night, leading him to question the traditional December dating of Jesus' birth. He asserts that it was unusual for shepherds to be in the fields at night during the winter, suggesting an alternative time of year for the nativity. Poole then digs into the details of verse 9, where the angel of the Lord appears to the shepherds. He highlights the significance of the shepherds in the biblical narrative, noting that they were not idle but engaged in their honest vocation. This connection is deepened by referencing Jesus as the chief shepherd and true shepherd, as mentioned in John 10.11, drawing a parallel between the humble shepherds and Christ's pastoral role. The suddenness of the angel's appearance is indicated by Poole as a surprising and awe-inspiring event. He interprets the glory of the Lord as probably an extraordinary light, akin to other biblical instances of divine light, and notes the natural reaction of fear and amazement among the shepherds at this unusual occurrence. Throughout his commentary, Poole focuses on the symbolic importance of the shepherds and the divine nature of the revelation. His interpretation is grounded in a close reading of the biblical text, along with a consideration of historical and cultural contexts. Poole's insights offer a nuanced understanding of this key biblical event, 
maintaining the humility of Christ's birth and the universality of his message as first announced to ordinary shepherds in their nightly watch. Besides, Poole offers a profound insight into the angelic announcement to the shepherds, pointing out the universal joy and humility embodied in the birth of Christ. Poole observes that God's appearances to his people traditionally invoked a sense of awe and reverence, often accompanied by fear. However, this angelic visitation diverges from that pattern. The angel reassures the shepherds, urging them not to fear, signifying that the message he brings is not one of terror, but of immense joy. The joy announced by the angel is notable for its inclusivity. It is not reserved for a particular group, but is extended to all people, encompassing both Jews and Gentiles. This universality is a central theme in Poole's commentary, reiterating the broad reach and significance of the event. The angel's message proclaims the birth of a Savior, Christ the Lord, in Bethlehem, the city of David. This event marks the fulfillment of ancient prophecies regarding the Messiah, a descendant of David. Poole repeats that this fulfillment is not merely a local or national event, but has worldwide implications, resonating with the angel's declaration of joy for all nations. The sign given to the shepherds is as extraordinary as the message itself. They are to find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. This sign, marked by humility and simplicity, stands in stark contrast to the expected grandeur and majesty associated with the Saviour. Poole notes that this humble beginning should not be misconstrued as insignificance. Instead, it is a deliberate indicator of the Messiah's identity, meant to guide the shepherds to Jesus. This sign not only confirms the truth of the angel's words, but also symbolizes the accessible and humble nature of Christ's mission. Poole's commentary thus underlines the profound humility and universal joy at the heart of the Christmas narrative, a story that transcends social and cultural boundaries to bring a message of hope and salvation to all. Additionally, Poole offers a profound interpretation of the biblical narration of the birth of Jesus Christ, underscoring the significant role of angels in this celestial event. Initially, the announcement of Christ's birth is made by a solitary angel, but it soon escalates into a grand celebration with a multitude of angels, described as the heavenly host. These beings, according to Poole, are not only instruments of God's judgment, but also maintainers of divine order as suggested by references to Psalm 103, 20, 21. The essence of the angels' praise is captured in their proclamation, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Poole interprets this pivotal phrase in two primary ways. In a judicative sense, it signifies the actualization of God's glory, the ushering in of peace on earth, and the demonstration of his profound goodwill towards humanity, marked by the birth of Christ. Alternatively, in a precative sense, it can be seen as a prayer or wish for the glorification of God, the establishment of peace on earth, and the widespread recognition of God's goodwill among people. Poole critically addresses the translation by the vulgar Latin, which renders the phrase as peace to men of goodwill. He contends that this interpretation deviates from the intended meaning. Advocating for a judicative understanding, Poole emphasizes the phrase's significance in revealing God's power, wisdom, and goodness. He accentuates that the event is not just a display of divine attributes, but a clear declaration of God's goodwill towards mankind. The significance of this event, as interpreted by Poole, 
lies in its capacity to demonstrate God's desire for peace, both in terms of the reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles and the inner peace individuals attain through faith in Christ. He concludes that the text, while appearing to list three distinct blessings, glory to God, peace on earth, and goodwill towards men, actually describes a cause and effect relationship. Here God's goodwill is the cause, and peace among people, as detailed in Romans 5, 1 and Ephesians 2, 14, 17 is the effect. This interpretation aligns with the broader scriptural narrative that affirms the peace and reconciliation brought forth through faith in Christ. Also, Poole offers a deep reflection on the shepherd's response to the angelic announcement of Jesus' birth, asserting the immediacy and faith-driven action of the shepherds and the public's varied reaction to their testimony. Poole highlights the shepherd's prompt response to the divine revelation. Unlike others who might have hesitated, the shepherds acted without delay, showing their unwavering faith in the angel's words. This immediate journey to Bethlehem, where they found Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, serves as a powerful testament to the trustworthiness of God's revelations. Poole indicates the principle that God's words are always realized, a recurring theme in his interpretations. This event, for him, reaffirms the idea that divine revelations are not just promises, but eventual realities. Upon witnessing the birth of Christ, the shepherds became messengers themselves, sharing the news of this miraculous event. Poole sees this as a vital action, given that the news of Christ's birth was of immense significance to all humanity. He believes that spiritual experiences, such as the shepherd's revelation, are meant to be shared for the broader good, not kept in solitude. This perspective aligns with Poole's broader view on the communal aspect of faith and spiritual insights. The public's reaction, as noted by Poole, was one of wonder and amazement. This response, while profound, was purely emotional and did not necessarily equate to a development of faith. Poole differentiates between natural human reactions to extraordinary events and the deeper spiritual transformation that comes with true faith. He suggests that faith is a special gift from God, going beyond mere amazement at miracles or divine acts. This distinction is critical in Poole's interpretation, as it separates the physical witnessing of a miracle from the spiritual awakening that comes with genuine faith. Overall, Poole's commentary reflects on the dynamics of faith, revelation, and human response to the divine, providing a nuanced understanding of these biblical events. Last but not least, Poole offers a nuanced interpretation of the varied reactions to the nativity event, focusing on the distinct responses of Mary and the shepherds. In verse 19, Poole observes how Mary, unlike the general populace, didn't merely express transient wonder at the shepherd's story. She engaged in a profound and thoughtful process, pondering them in her heart. This introspection was comprehensive, encompassing not only the information received from her husband Joseph and the angelic announcements, but also the shepherd's accounts. Poole suggests that Mary's contemplation signifies a deep, meditative engagement with the events, indicative of her significant role in the narrative and her understanding of the profound implications of the birth of Jesus. Verse 20 describes the shepherd's reaction. Poole draws attention to their return to their daily tasks, maintaining that spiritual experiences do not negate earthly responsibilities. This point is contrasted with the calling of Jesus' disciples, who left their occupations to follow him. The shepherds, termed by Poole as occasional preachers, 
demonstrate that divine encounters enhance rather than replace one's daily life. Their glorification and praise of God upon returning signify not only a response of joy and gratitude, but also an affirmation of their belief in the divine message they received. This behavior marks them as the first believers in the new gospel era, embodying the joy and thanksgiving that true faith elicits. Poole's commentary thus points out two key themes, the depth of Mary's reflective faith and the integration of spiritual experiences into everyday life, as exemplified by the shepherds. These insights reiterate the transformative power of the Christ event, not just in moments of divine encounter, but in the mundane aspects of daily life, where faith translates into joy, praise, and a renewed perspective on ordinary responsibilities. In conclusion, Poole's commentary on Luke 2 presents a comprehensive analysis of the events surrounding the birth of Christ, intertwining historical context, theological significance, and prophetic fulfillment. Poole begins by discussing the Roman census decreed by Caesar Augustus, a pivotal event that leads Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem, aligning with the prophecy of the Messiah's birthplace. He examines the political backdrop of the era, noting Herod the Great's rule over Judea and his recognition as king by the Roman Senate. Moreover, Poole explores the census's purpose for taxation, repeating the role of Cyrenius, Quirinius, the governor of Syria. Despite historical debates about Quirinius's governorship timeline, Poole staunchly defends the biblical account's accuracy over secular historical sources. He views the Roman census as an act of divine providence, orchestrating the fulfillment of the Micah 5. Two prophecy, with Joseph and Mary traveling to Bethlehem, fulfilling the prophecy about the Messiah's lineage. Furthermore, the commentary examines the linguistic nuances in the Greek term firstborn son, underlining its dual implication, Jesus' relationship with Mary and his cosmic significance. Poole interprets the humble circumstances of Jesus' birth, contextualizing the manger scene within the cultural and historical setting of the time, and presents it as a Christian lesson in humility. In addition, Poole discusses the shepherds in Bethlehem, questioning the traditional December dating of Jesus' birth and underscoring their vital role in the narrative. He interprets their encounter with the angel as a transformative experience, conveying a message of universal joy and the fulfillment of ancient prophecies. Further, the role of angels is explored, with Poole interpreting their praise as a demonstration of God's glory, peace on earth, and goodwill toward humanity. He critiques translations that misrepresent this message. Lastly, the commentary concludes with insights into Mary's deep, reflective engagement with the events and the shepherds' integration of their spiritual experience into their daily lives, exemplifying the transformative power of the Christ event in both divine encounters and everyday responsibilities. This comprehensive interpretation emphasizes the depth of Mary's reflective faith and the shepherds' role as the first believers in the new gospel era.